0: Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zuma Radio.
1: Welcome back. Alcohol is a problem. A lot of you know that from personal experience. We want to hear about that. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 866 740 740 A new report released by the Canadian Institute for Health Information says that alcohol led to more hospitalizations then heart attacks in 2016. That's an average of 212 cases every day, and it doesn't include the cases that were treated in emergency departments and release. Let's go now to Jeff Hines, Manager of Population Health at Kaihai, and he joins me now. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. So uh, how bad a problem is this?
2: Well, I, th- I would have to say that uh, we were really surprised when we uh, were doing the analysis for this report. I mean, I think we, you can't, you know, emphasize enough that the, the people who are being hospitalized that we captured for, for this analysis, uh, it's a pretty specific group of people. I mean, uh, the top five conditions were people who, you know, chronic alcohol use disorder, alcohol withdrawal, intoxication, and, you know, people who have obviously been dealing with chronic alcohol abuse for, for a long time, people with cirrhosis and pancreatitis. So that's a you know pretty specific group. And as you mentioned, it, it doesn't include people who go to ED. Uh, it also doesn't include people who may have injured themselves or injured others due to alcohol. And we're still seeing, a, you know, 77,000 hospitalizations. That was, was really surprising.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, the, is what you're saying that uh, that all the people that you're referring to are are people who would be alcoholics?
2: Not necessarily because of course you know people can be can be uh, drinking heavily in on one occasion and, and drink too much and end up in the hospital but you know the the Majority of the people we think uh, are probably chronic uh, alcohol abusers. Yeah, and I think uh, you know can't emphasize enough that you know we say seventy-seven thousand hospitalizations, but you know these are actually people, not just numbers. And so what we tried to do in our report was try to get a better understanding for who those people are.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a sense of what percentage of the population we're talking about? Uh, do you have a, a profile of who these people are likely to be?
2: Well, what we did in our analysis, well, we we uh, tried to to drill down a little bit to get a better understanding of who they were so for example we know that over half of the people who are hospitalized are middle-aged so between the ages of 45 and 64 Um, majority of them are men Uh, higher rates were found in people who lived in lower income neighborhoods as well as people who lived in uh, rural and remote communities so that gives us a, a bit of a sense for who these people are
1: mm mm-hmm. is the reason that these are older people uh, because uh, people abuse more alcohol when they're older or just it's kind of had a cumulative effect, and maybe when you're you're younger you can withstand the effects a little more
2: well i, I think uh, I think for certainly for for a number of the people it's probably uh, a cumulative effect that's what we think thinking you know, of uh, you know a lot of heavy drinking over over a lifetime
1: mm hmm and uh, so is, uh, what about younger people? I mean, we read a lot about younger people being more involved in, in that kind of binge drinking as opposed to um, always abusing alcohol.
2: Well, we did see, uh, we did see uh, you know, at one point in time uh, between the ages of 10 and 19. So we have a profile in our report where we look at, you know, different age groups and the breakdown between men and women. And uh, generally speaking, from across the lifespan of people, um, Boys, men, males were, were more uh, likely to be hospitalized than girls, except at one point, and it was between the ages of 10 and 19. That's where we saw more girls hospitalized than boys. And really, 10? Yeah between wow. 10 and 19 there are yeah there are people being hospitalized which is you know kind of scary to think about but uh it does happen uh you know we we've, we've kind of thought about well why why at that point in time why more girls than boys and i think uh you know some of the things that we that we've looked into is you know girls may maybe have a higher likelihood of consuming higher alcohol beverages that may put them at uh, greater risk physiologically uh, boys and girls are different you know you can boys and girls can drink the same amount but Blood alcohol levels will rise higher in girls, uh, so there's a there's a few things there we think that may be contributing to that.
1: Okay, uh, I'm just uh, <laughs> hang on for a second there. I just see some uh, breaking news that relates to our top story, so I just want to inform our listeners, and that is that the former nurse Elizabeth Wetlawer was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole. For 25 years for the murder of eight seniors, and this just in from the courthouse in Woodstock. Uh, so again, former nurse Elizabeth Wetlawer sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. Um, And uh, let's go back to our topic of alcohol and alcohol abuse. Uh, Okay, so we've been talking that this affects men mostly, um, mostly men in middle age because of the cumulative effects. One of the things that I've heard about is a growing problem with with women and alcohol and also middle-aged women, women over 50
2: yeah i mean we've we've uh we've seen those uh, seen those headlines we've seen some of the studies i mean some surveys have uh have kind of uh suggested that uh drinking in in women is on the rise and that you know the gap between men and women may be narrowing because women are catching up uh It's not something that we looked at uh, specifically in this report but uh certainly in uh in the in the field of alcohol at you know, at women and alcohol is uh, becoming uh, becoming a big topic, and I think you know there's been some uh, some research has come out re- lately that's really linked uh, alcohol with cancers, and I think one of those cancers is breast cancer. So a- that's,
1: absolutely, that's and um, that research shows that it doesn't really take a lot. Uh, to influence uh, the course of cancer. Uh, And uh, I think that for women, what's considered heavy drinking is uh, not what a lot of people would consider heavy drinking.
2: And I think you're right, and I think one of the one of there's a number of things I think that uh, that needs to happen. I think, and, and certainly more uh, education and awareness around. You know, in Canada, we have low-risk drinking guidelines. You know, that that would that already stipulate. You know, that you know women should have you know no more than two drinks a day, or no more than ten a week, and men it's you know three a day and 15 a week. Are are Canadians aware of that? I don't know, but I think it's something that we've tried to tried to put out there. And I think uh, a lot of people in the public are unaware of the link between alcohol and cancer. And I think that uh, there needs to be more awareness about the, the risks of drinking, particularly uh, chronic drinking.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of it, a lot of those studies. But, of course, we follow that here on Zoomer Radio. Uh, so um, the guidelines, again, uh, two drinks a day for women. And what's a drink?
2: Uh, it 's like a let me say it 's a glass of a glass of wine it's you know three hundred and forty one milliliter uh, glass of beer or a single kind of cocktail
1: mhm you know it's it's interesting. I just heard a different totally different uh, study today that shows that uh alcohol consumption has for Canadians has actually dropped in the last long while, and and we are behind a whole pile of European countries and the United States.
2: That is absolutely true, yes. I mean, if you look at uh, statistics, I mean, some people will compare uh, drinking in Canada to, like, global rates. We actually do, we actually look worse globally, because that would include a number of countries where alcohol is either banned or not a part of the culture. But when you compare Canada to other countries in the OECD, europe european countries have uh much much higher uh alcohol consumption than canada and we're actually we're actually average and we've been pretty consistently average for 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 some time
1: mm-hmm. uh do they have uh the same number of ill effects or is it you know we always hear about say in france uh you know they'll have alcohol but with a meal that kind of thing well,
2: culture is, uh, is definitely a, a big factor. I mean, I think, uh, you know, people talk about, uh, you know, in, in France, uh, people are uh, educated, let's say, to alcohol at an earlier age. It's more of a culture of, you know, uh, social, just with, with dinner, more, more moderate, as opposed to some cultures where we're binging. And, you know, I think you can point to the United Kingdom as one country that's been uh, struggling, particularly Scotland, with, with, with binge drinking for some time. But, you know, starting to see some. Uh, some improvements in that. You know, the Scottish government has a uh, an alcohol strategy. They've been monitoring. They've been evaluating the effectiveness. Very active... Uh, um work on the part of the government to try to reduce uh, the public health uh, impacts of alcohol. And so I think, you know, that's something else we talk about in this report is kind of, you know, we, it's one thing to look at uh, at the numbers. We really want to try to drill down in terms of what, what can we actually do. And I think, you know, there's a number of things that governments can do and people can do and even the health system can do to,
0: uh, to address this issue.
1: Okay. Jeff Hines, uh, thank you very much for that.
0: Thanks so much, Libby.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.